God, amen. Good morning. Today is the first Sunday of the blessed month of Kiyak. It's a, it's a beautiful month. It's a very blessed month and that's, that's why the, the deacons are a little light today. Why? Cause there's, there's last night. There's a, there's praise last night called seven and four or sabarba that I, I pray we all, um, have the blessings of this month to actually attend. Before we kind of go into the gospel of today, um, I think we need to understand how beautiful the church is because today is the start of a new cycle. I think we can, we can put the church into the church readings on Sundays into basically five cycles or five main things, right? From the beginning of the year, from Nairuz till the end of this past month, the church gives us a lot about God's love. It, a lot of the readings are about God's love. Then comes Kyak. And Kyak is a preparation for God's coming, for salvation to come, for God to take the, the form of a servant or the, the form of man and to give us salvation. And right after Kyak, we go into the church reading goes into this beautiful repentance and, and, and kind of the, the, the rising of salvation, right? The gaining of salvation. And then, kind of, as, as the say, as the, as the verse goes, freely you are given, freely give. We talk about what? The service in the church and the preaching of the gospels. And then the last month, usually around St. Mary's fast, going into Nairuz, we talk about the second coming, the preparation, getting ready for the next month. So, it's very interesting and beautiful how the church talks about God's love because you need to understand God's love to go into this next cycle or the second month of Kyak, which is what? Getting ready for salvation. Getting ready for salvation. And getting ready for salvation is not an easy thing. Getting ready for God to come and to save us is equivalent to a bride, right? Before her wedding day. Is the bride before her wedding day, can she sleep? She can't, right? She's excited. She, she can't wait for the day to come. And in today's gospel, we, we get a little bit of a taste. And this is what I'd like to meditate on. And, and the word is patience. Having patience. In the Catholic epistle today, the, the, the first verse, it says, well, count it all with joy when you fall into various trials. And tribulations, knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? Patience. Produces patience. And in the gospel of today too, we see a man and a woman wait for multiple years, for years and years and years to have what? A baby. Were they passive in patience or were they active in patience? What does the gospel say today? It says they were faithful in the commandments right? They were active. Zechariah was active in his patience to God. But it's, it's interesting, and, I'll, and this might sound a little ignorant of me, so forgive me, but th- there's a concept of waiting and patience. And actually, in, in, in the spiritual realm, it, they're very different. We can wait, but if we wait with the right type of patience, 
we produce what? Hope and faith. Our faith is strong. Or we can wait, we could passively wait. And in a way, Zechariah was a little bit of a passive, he was actively waiting, but he was a little bit passive. Why? Because he didn't believe or receive the word of God. So his patience was starting to run out. But what's the point of patience? And this is the focus of our meditation today. There's three kind of main focus in our spiritual lives that we need to do when it comes to patience. I need to be patient with myself as a product of that, and I'll call it the ladder of patience. I need to be patient with myself. As a result, I'll be patient with others. And as a result of that, I'll be patient with God. And it's very interesting because we always say how patient God is with us, yet we are never patient with God. So the first is patience with myself. St. Paul in Romans says something very beautiful. He says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulations, be constant in prayer. Zechariah and Elizabeth lived this life. They lived this verse, right? They rejoiced in hope. They, They were faithful in God. They had hope in God. Even though Zechariah may have fell a little bit at the end and said what? I, I don't believe it. And, and, and he was shunned. But God gave him. He freely gave him. And he was patient in tribulation. He was patient with his... Any, any, any person that can't have a child, it's very tough. And, and Zechariah could have said, it's my fault. And he could have put all this burden on himself or his wife. But he didn't. Rather, he was constant in what? In prayer. He was constant in prayer. We have to be this way. We really have to be this way. Sometimes I feel like as Christians, we're a little hard on ourselves. We're a little hard on ourselves. We, we don't give ourselves enough patience in that we don't do what Augustine says. Augustine of Hippos has a beautiful verse. He says, there is no saint without a past. There's no saint without a past. No sinner without a future. There's no saint without a past. There's no sinner without a future. What does this mean? It means that we have to be patient with ourselves. We have to be patient with our tribulations. We have to be patient with our flaws. No one is perfect. And this is why salvation is to come. Why? Because God knows you're not perfect. God knows that you're going to struggle in life. That's okay. But it's those who are actively waiting for the Lord. Those who are actively in constant prayer are those who are ready to receive that salvation. And when someone is, is patient with himself, as a result or as a fruit of that, we get to our second point, which is what? He's patient with others. We then, as a result, become patient with others. And this is very important. What's one of the biggest commandments? Love your neighbor as your self, right? It's it's truly important for us, as a result of our patience with ourselves, to be patient with others. Just as the Lord is patient with the person next to me as much as he's patient for me. He's coming for the person next to me just as much as he's coming for me, right? In Galatians, we hear it says, bear one another's burdens 
and so fulfill the law of Christ. And so fulfill the law of Christ. And a couple of verses down, he says, And let us not grow weary of doing good. Let us not be weary of growing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. If we do not give up. I was talking with a, with a youth actually a couple of days ago. And he, he, he's a post-graduate. He just graduated. And we were, we were talking, like, literally, he got a job for about three months, and he's like, dude, I, I hate it. I don't want to work anymore. Like, it, it stinks. And it's really funny to me how we as a, as humanity, as humans, we like the, the, like, we're always impatient. We want the next thing, right? So, like, in high school, we're dying to go to college. I want to leave my parents. I want to leave my house. I, like, I want to be independent, right? And then I go to college, and like, forgive me, and I know a lot of kids are going to, are going to kill us in, 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 uh, in, as they're doing finals. But college is a four-year vacation, parents, just so you know. <laughs> it, it, it's great. It's very tough. But it doesn't prepare you for the real world. Why? You wake up at 12 to go to lecture. You go to bed at, you know, God knows when. Like, it doesn't prepare you for the real world. But then you're dying to leave it. Right, you're dying to go to the next step. I want. I'm sick and tired of college. I want to go and and make money. And then we go and and we start working. And then we're what? We're like, wait. I used to wake up at twelve. Now I got to wake up at seven. I I used to study with my friends. Now I have to be with all these people who I are older than me or I don't like. I want to go. Like I'm sick and tired of this. I'm doing the the little work. And then the mentality of I want to get married. And then you get married, and you're like, I wish I was single. And then, and then it's, it's, a, it's a vicious cycle, right? And then you have kids, and you're like, man, I wish I was just married. I didn't want to have kids. And then, you know, your kids grow up, and you're like, man, I want to be, I want my kids to be little again. We're never content. We're never patient with ourselves. But as, as a result, we're also never patient with others. Why? Because in every single part of this stage, and I see a lot of people fall on this, and I fall on this a lot, right? We have an epidemic. This epidemic is called Facebook or social media, right? And as a result, what we do is we compare ourselves with others, right? I could log in, and I and I am in college, right? But there's somebody like, sorry, I'm in high school. And I see somebody in college, and I see their pictures, and I'm like, man, I wish I was them. Look, their life is so great. And then, you know, the person in college sees the person who's graduating and traveling, and they're like, man, look at their life. It's so great. And we compare ourselves with others. And then when we see, like, these people, we think, like, in our minds, we think that what? Their life is so beautiful. Their life is so great. And we don't do what Galatians 6, 9 says, right? We don't do good to people. Why? Because we ourselves feel like their life is great. We've already stamped them as their life is perfect. Their life is great. Actually, Yarit, I wish I had my, I had their life. They should be doing me good. And then when somebody does a mistake against another or something happens, we're never patient. We we revolt back to our conscience of saying this person's life is amazing. But we forget that God is coming for me and who? My neighbor. This person has their struggles. This person has their lives. They have their tribulations as much as I do. St. John Chrysostom says something really nice about like 
parenting specifically and, and, and childhood. He says, let us train boys from earliest childhood to be patient when they suffer wrongs themselves. But if they see another being wronged, to sally forth courageously and aid the sufferer in fitting measures. We have to raise our kids this way. We have to raise ourselves this way. That if I'm wronged, I'm going to be patient with myself. But when I see another wronging or somebody is in need of my help, I jump to them. I'm patient with them. And I'm patient with those who are giving them tribulations. And this is the beauty of our church. The last thing and the most important, and this is the third level of patience, is patience with God. Forgive me, but I don't think we speak enough of this. We ne- we don't speak enough of this. I think we're always, like I said, I think we have patience with ourselves. Not We're a little hard on ourselves. We definitely sometimes don't have patience on others. But we want that next step, right? And we're not patient with God. One of the church fathers, he says something beautifully. He says that imagine yourself as a as a as a rock and that rock is is like just a, a big round rock god chisels that rock it's the rock that's smart enough to allow god to to chisel it to make it pretty to make it beautiful to make it what it should be not what it wants to be but rather what it should be and that in, our, in ourselves, and this is something that we struggle with because of technology, actually. I had an epiphany, like, this week. If you look at, like, our phones, right? We've come to a level where, like, Amazon Prime, if I say Amazon Prime or Amazon Now, like, we don't even want to go to the store anymore. Like, I, I want my stuff now. I want to click this. And now we're getting to a point where we have a little device on the side of every room that says what? Turn up the temperature. Lower the temperature. Amazon, buy me this. Amazon, buy me that. We've become so now, living in the now, forcing ourselves to be now. And when God doesn't come through, we put him as like Amazon. What do you mean? Like (laughs) I said now. I said now. I want it now. You can't. You can't do this. Salvation doesn't come that way. Salvation is a long road. It's a wrong road. And it needs to take up somebody like Zachariah or Elizabeth in today's gospel who are patient enough, yet are what? Are dressed in their priestly vestments, waiting to be called to go into the altar and what? And raise incense. They're active. They want to stand. And they're patient with God. God, you didn't give me a child. It's okay. I'm still here. God, you didn't give me that grade. It's okay. I'm still here. God, you didn't give me that job. It's okay. I'm still here. This is the, this is the goal of salvation. And as we go into this blessed month, I pray that we always think of this, that we, we, we have the heart of Elizabeth and Zechariah and that we're patient with God till, till the, till the last breath. We're patient with God. And I, and I pray also that we, our reaction's a little bit different than them. And that we know when he comes through, that we're what? That he will come through. And when he comes, he's gonna give me an abundance of grace. And glory be to God forever. Amen.